Hi guys, it's Nicole. And it's your boy Chase eight six zero. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and we're giving you the second episode as promised. Yes. Uh twenty twenty and daylight savings have given us another hour. So we're giving you another episode of twenty twenty. So basically you're getting another hour. Yes. Exactly. And to keep with the theme that T.I. has started, we are going to title this Mind the Business That Pays You. So um, this is uncensored (laughs) Mind the Business That Pays You. So Kanye West won the Husband of the Year Award for me by my standards, celebrating Kim's 40th by giving her a hologram of her father, leaving her a lovely message for not only herself, but her siblings and her mom. Kim also um, took all of her close friends and family to a private island to celebrate her birthday, which wasn't her original plan. She wanted to do a wild, wild Mrs. West theme in Wyoming, where Kanye currently resides. But due to COVID, she couldn't have the birthday she He resides in Wyoming. Yes, he... Him and Tyler Perry are the two Black people in Wyoming. Yes. What Um, the fuck? So... Her birthday party did not go as she planned it, so she decided to get her family and friends together to have a COVID-safe celebration, and Twitter abrupted with how rude and inconsiderate and unthoughtful and how her family can't read a room if it was written in Braille, all because we're going through a pandemic, and she decided to celebrate her birthday in a lavish way. That that that's just that's stupid as fuck. Like I understand the country is going through something, the world is going through something. I understand right now the country is probably broke as fuck. But my thing is like, why y'all counting this chick coins though? Like, so what she wanted to go rent out a private island for her birthday while you struggling to pay your light bill. Like that's her that's her business though. Exactly. And that's my thing. Like we even though we're going through a pandemic, we're still listed as the richest country in the world. Worry about the fact that because the wealth isn't I mean I see how but distributed like it is in other countries. And that's and when I mean when I say I don't see how, that's what I mean. And my thing is is that people are broke inside this pandemic outside this pandemic in between the pandemic exactly so because we're going through this doesn't mean that she should it's her birthday like she shouldn't sit up here and even if it wasn't her birthday like i still feel like thursday and they wanted to go to an island exactly that's their business so i don't get it yo like people getting up like okay so let me admit this. Okay, so I'm not a big Keeping Up With Kardashians fan. I mean, I watch it, but I'm not like a big fan. I'm not a big, like, I believe in a Kardashian curse. And, like, my favorite Kardashian is Chloe's. I feel like she's more, like, down to earth and whatever. Like, Kim, I can't stand the Chloe, uh, not Chloe, uh, Courtney. Courtney, I can't stand the, 
the mother, she I she she funny as fuck. Uh Rob, we never see this nigga. But and then the twins, don't even get me started on the twins. They're not twins. Are they not? No. <laughs> well, Kimberly Kylie. Kim, Kim and Kylie Jenner, your father weird as fuck. So, but my thing is, I'm not a big Kardashian fan. So I too sometimes take jabs at Kim, even though I appreciate everything she's doing for incarcerated people. I'm not even gonna say black people, colored people, whatever incarcerated people because i'm pretty sure she's just not helping out black people but i appreciate what she's doing for them and i'm like i say i'm quick to take a jab at kim and my wife would tell you i'm real quick to take a jab at the kardashians but i don't give a fuck what she do with her money when she do it and how she do it like that's the problem with people they always minding somebody else's business or like you said, the title, minding somebody else's money. Like, so what? She want to run on a private island. Like, if you had the money, you probably would do some dumb shit too. And the locals loved it because they have not had anyone come to their island and spend any money since the pandemic started. Right. So, they so she helped are out a now, whole low economy. Exactly. So they they are now able to pay their bills right. and to take care right. of their families because she right. came with her family and her friends I get that. and did a boost to their economy. I get that, right. And uh, so keeping with, like, no one seems to want to mind their business because we also have everyone coming for Sierra all because Lala posted a picture of her son holding Sierra's baby and Twitter again. Wait, Lala's son is holding Sierra's baby? Yes. So... Twitter again erupted because they're like, oh my God, he's so young and, you know, uh, COVID is going on. Why are you guys at each other's houses? Lala has to go What? Right. First of all, anybody that follows them knows that they're very close friends. Okay. So, and Lala had to go on and defend Sierra by saying, Everybody in their circle had been tested. You can't enter Russell and Sierra's house without being tested. But that goes back to the title. Mind the business that pays you. That's right. Because for one, Russell plays football and the NFL is trying to keep that under not under wraps, but they're trying to keep that COVID free as possible because they're not able to do a bubble like the NBA. So they're trying to keep that you know, COVID free as possible. So I'm pretty sure, yeah, like you say, anyone entering their house have to be tested. So I just, that's stupid, yo. Like for Twitter to, I'm just, you know what? My mind's just blown right now because <laughs> I didn't expect this. Like, hey, and, and, and for one, like I said, this show's uncensored and unfiltered. So I didn't know what the topics was before the show. My wife kind of just jots down notes during the weekend me go off that so i didn't know this was coming up so yeah i'm i don't know what to say i just think that's stupid as fuck like the fact that lala's son is holding sierra's baby y'all talking about covid meanwhile though the same motherfuckers complaining though is probably going to their friend's house 
right. parents' house, yes. like, and no one is being tested. Exactly. So that's my thing. Like, y'all quick to jump on somebody, but y'all not following these same COVID rules either. Exactly. And I Which know, I know, position. ain't nobody from Chicago. They better not be on Twitter <laughs> commenting because y'all niggas, <laughs> when COVID first broke out, Y'all niggas was holding COVID parties and shit right. with no mask. Yes. So. Yes. Come on now. Yes. Someone's mother received a hefty fine because her son threw a uh, <laughs> the party was for one of the deceased homies, but the deceased homie had gotten killed like the year prior. Why are you ha- having the party now? I'm so sick of that shit. That that's another episode though. That's another episode. <laughs> let, let let's just keep because that's another episode. Let's keep on. But the, I mean the whole Sierra thing it brings like everyone always has something to say they about do. how somebody else takes care of their kids. I remember when I had Ty. Ty was born in March. Um, you know, which means nothing in Chicago. The weather could still be, it could still be raining. It's, but yeah, it's March. It's, it's, you, it's sometimes it's cold. Sometimes it's nice. Right. But the year that she was kind of like October, <laughs> kind of like all the months, but the year she was born, it was kind of nice. Um, my mother and I went to, uh, <laughs> the mall and i had tyara tyara is extremely hot-blooded she's been that way since she was a baby you put a hat on this little baby's head and she's sweating in like three yes, seconds yes it can be zero degrees outside and this girl will go outside with nothing but a hoodie and i'm looking at her like really which says a lot because he's hot-blooded as well but i took her hat off because her hair was sweating and this older lady walked up to me and at this point, I want to say Tyra was like three weeks old. And she was like, ugh, new mothers. You need to put a hat on that baby. Now, mind you, my mother was with me. And like, I'm like, first of all, you don't know me or my baby. And she like Wait, tried so- to take the hat out my hand to put it on Tyra's head. The stranger? Yes. Wait, so what did mama do? Because... I know Skinny Penny wasn't going for none of that shit. But see, neither is postpartum Nicole. So I went in on this lady so quick that mama didn't have a chance to step in and say nothing. She just like threw her hands up like you heard what she said. Because Mm. I'm like, I talk like, first of all, lady, don't come near me or my baby. Why you talking about this hat not being on her head? You trying to put your germs on her hat. I don't know you. Right. And see, this how the whole COVID shit <laughs> got started. This is exactly how. Man, look, I would have been like, I can't, I, hey, I would have been on some Kevin Hart shit. You motherfucking... <laughs> Nah, that's crazy. That's the trend. So, also, so you mentioned that Kim Kardashian, which is why, like, I'm not, I've never been a huge Kim Kardashian fan. Like, she's always come across very spoiled, very entitled to me when the show started. Yes. Um, Which I can't, I just, I just can't rock with. Um, 
But although I don't agree with the Kardashian curse, I just feel like I do. they're in the public eye and I they do. have nah, bad see, choice in men just like yo, every other female. Yo, you don't watch no sports. You don't watch no sports. I'm telling you, yo, when Kim got with Reg Reggie Bush was on top of the world, the minute he got with Kim, that shit went downhill. That's something that's, within that's, him, though. Nah, he married nah. a woman that looks just like her. But his career was over at that point. Oh, my God. And then who else uh, Kim done dated? That's the only... Uh, Chris okay, Humphrey, so, okay, so no let's go one. So let's go to Chloe. So let's go to Chloe. She, Lamar Odom, was on top of the world, winning championships with uh Kobe. Got with Chloe, shit went downhill. No. Lamar wait, Odom wait, 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 Rob wait. Rob Kardashian, because that's the last time we seen him when wait. he decided to kick it with the wait. drug you Rob Kardashian is, in effect, of the Kardashian curse, mm -mm. <laughs> even though his name's Kardashian. Mm. Okay, and then we got Tristan Thompson, was with the Cleveland Cavaliers, winning, well, I ain't going to say championships, but won the championship with LeBron. Was with Chloe, shit went downhill. Went downhill to the fact that, and I don't even know if this is true, but I read somewhere that when he was with Chloe, and I read that LeBron didn't want Chloe at a game. I don't, I don't any know how true that is. Any of the games, and also, I also heard that I didn't hear, but I read that. Uh, Beyonce or Jay Z, one of them didn't want Kanye bringing. This was when Kim around when they first started. Right, this was when they was cool. So, hey, apparently I'm not the only one that believe in the Kim Car the uh, Kardashian no, curse. That, so that what LeBron said allegedly was that he he doesn't like. The attention that they get and that they bring. And that's the same thing with Beyonce and Jay-Z. They don't like the attention right. that they get and they bring. Which is which it brings me to something that Alicia Keys said a long time but, ago. But, is but, that, but, 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 but how wait, okay. So I can see LeBron James saying that. I can't really see Beyonce and Jay-Z saying that why because not? Beyonce herself brings all the attention. But okay, so like I said, this brings me to what Alicia Keys said a long time ago. There are certain celebrities that you've never heard about in tabloids. Back when tabloids really mattered, and that's the only way that you heard about celebrities. And Alicia Keys explained it like this: like, you know where you need to and the kardashians have the patent down on this you know where you need to go to be seen and you know what type of attention that you're going to get in certain places you know that they that you can go to restaurant x y and z and paparazzi will not be there at all they're not even allowed to come there and there will be no photo ops but you know that if you go to this other restaurant that they're all going to be there. The Kardashians have this down to a science because this is how they've become who they are and built their empires and made their money. Jay-Z and Beyonce are seen when they want to be seen. 
you see their children when they want you to see their children. Rumi and Sir are about almost three years old. We didn't, we saw the first pictures that they released when they were born. We saw some pictures maybe when they turned about six months. We saw snippets of them in Black is King. We see their children when they want us to see their children. We see them when they want us to see them. We don't hear or see or know anything that Jay-Z and Beyonce are doing until they want us to. They go to the Hamptons. They'd have been in the Hamptons for 30 days. We don't get a picture until they back home. Like, oh, y'all was, and y'all spent all that? Oh, they are seen when they want to be seen. So they can't be hanging around with someone that draws attention to themselves because they want to be seen all the time. It's lucrative for the Kardashians to be seen all the time. When we don't see them all the time, they're not making the money that they need to be making, which is going to be very interesting because 2021 is going to be the last of keeping up with the Kardashians. Thank God. And Thank God. Um, like everyone has their own feelings about it, of course. Courtney is fine with it because she's been over it. Um, but... I don't see how. I don't see how. See, but for keeping up with the Kardashians, won't nobody know your your old uh. So that's why I say ass. it's going to be interesting when it all ends because I know about Rob Kardashian's sock company from keeping up with Kardashians. I know about uh, Good American Jeans because of Keeping Up with Kardashians. I know about Kylie Cosmetics because of Keeping Up with Kardashians. So it's going to be interesting how life plays out for them. Like Kim is good because Kim is going to law school. She's going to be a lawyer. She's going to carry on her father's legacies. She's still married to Kanye West. So she's that's, still... That's about her only... Her being a lawyer and keeping up with her father's, anybody want to take her serious? People are taking her very serious anybody because she's getting serious. people released. Like she's doing let's, good. Let's see how we're, that we're goes. Let's see how that goes after Trump doing. is out of office. I think I think whoever sits in office is going to be willing to sit down with her as far as criminal reform. They always going to be willing to sit down thing. for her. Is she? It's some nice eye candy to look at. However, she gets the job done. Like I've told you repeatedly, she's probably done more for black people than her husband's done for black people. So however she's getting it done, she's getting it done. And we're not going to negate the good work that she's doing and the people. No, nah, we she's not, but I'm just saying, like but you're you're kind of negating it. But while we're talking about this. Um, Lil Wayne <laughs> has gone to the White House, and he is oh, over I the seen moon. that he vote he uh he supporting Trump. Yes, because he's over the moon about this. So black platinum plan. So okay, let 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 me let me get my stuff out first because I get a lot of grief. A lot of people want to put Wayne in their top five. He ain't 
never going to be in my top five. I'm sorry. And I get a lot of grief from that. I don't, I just don't like Lil Wayne. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't like his, I mean, he got some songs, of course, I like whatever, but I just don't think he's just one of them top rappers. And a lot of people look at me crazy. A lot of people give me grief about that shit, but it is what it is. Now, this does not surprise me. The fact that Lil Wayne supports Trump, I am not surprised. Because when he did that interview where he said Black Lives Matter, I don't know what he said, but pretty much he said like he, it doesn't it doesn't affect him. Yeah, and I don't I don't see how that doesn't affect you as a black man. I really don't. He's from another place. So the fact that you said that and now you support Trump, I am not surprised at all. Like I said, you are never in my top five. Period. Like, hey, I was born in '84. I was raised in the fucking. 80s slash 90s, like, it's a whole lot of rappers, my nigga, that's coming before you. Like, I don't give a fuck what these young niggas talking about. It's a whole lot of rappers coming before you, but that's a whole nother subject. But I am not surprised at his goofy ass saying his goofy ass shit. Yeah, he, um, he says, (laughs) he actually tweeted about his meeting with Trump, and he said, and I quote, just had a great meeting with Ronald, Ronald, Donald Trump, POTUS. Besides what he's done so far with criminal reform, the platinum plan is going to give the community real ownership. He listened to what we had to say today and assured that he will and can get it done. So he's giving Donald Trump credit for what Kim Kardashian said in front of him and has done because I guess he's the one that signed it. Um, But like you said, like I'm not surprised. Lil Wayne has been in the second place for a very long time. All of his baby mamas, all five, 15 of them, say that he's a highly intelligent man. Um, I just, I'd like to know what they base that off of because he too has, he has a... um, a podcast that he or a radio show that he does on Apple Music and he just had Dr. Anthony uh Fauci on there and um Fauci like the he asked the doctor if it was true that African Americans were dying at a much higher rate than others in the US and the doctor had to explain to him that yes, this is true, and also give him a list of reasons as to why. So he's not in he's touch. Totally out of touch with his people, his culture, at all. This dude, yo, I swear to God, yo, and please, if any Lil Wayne fans want to chime in and come at me when this episode, please do, please do, hey. I got time. Please do. Because I swear to God, this nigga, I just, I'm just, I, I, I'm just done with this nigga, man. You, I, I don't know what to say. Like, I'm not surprised, but yeah, he goofy as hell for that, man. I swear to God, he is. But that goes back to in 2016 when he said that, you know, 
he couldn't connect to the Black Lives Matter because back then he says that he doesn't feel connected to a damn thing that ain't got nothing to do with him. So that's how he feels about his people. That's how he and that's feels what I'm about saying. his culture. And y'all support this nigga. This, this is what I'm talking about. Y'all go, yo, I know some niggas that go hard for Lil Wayne, yo. Go hard for this nigga. Y'all support this nigga, and he don't give a fuck about nobody that buys his music, yo. He really don't. I remember this nigga said, as long as my bitches love me. Was that the same interview? I could I, I swear that's the same interview. It's a line in the song. Right, but I, I swear that's the same interview where he said, as long as my bitches love me, he all right. And but this but this y'all king though. That's what I'm saying. This is y'all king. Fuck out of here, man. I whatever. Yeah, Fuck he, Lil Wayne. Yeah, because he also agrees with Trump when he says that the Black Lives Matters movement is a symbol of hate and accused the movement of provoking killing of police officers. Yes. Yeah. He said, Yeah. Okay. I'm not even gonna comment on that. I'm just gonna say this y'all king though. <laughs> this y'all nigga. This this y'all top five right here. All right, bet. Bet. So when y'all cousin get killed at the hands of the police, just know Lil Wayne don't give a fuck about you or your cousin. Just know that. Fuck that nigga, man. But yo, we about to go to a break. We'll be back after this sponsored. I don't know segment. what break is. We'll be back. Huh? He said break. I don't know what that is. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be back after this sponsored segment. And like I said, Lil Wayne is not in my top five. Fuck y'all. And we're back. We are back, as promised. Fuck Lil Wayne. <laughs> so um, we have also been watching um, owned network. Daddy, they had a sit down discussion with um, black women in America, just just um, trying to get our thoughts and opinions going into the election, and. I found I wasn't surprised by this number. Well, I wasn't surprised by this statement, but I was surprised by the number. And it said that 84% of black women are the primary or sole providers of the black home. Wait, how much? 84%. Ooh, shit. Hey, Black Kings, we got to do better. Uh, well, if you ain't providing for your household, I can't even call you a king. Hey, Black men, we got to do better. And Because like I said, I wasn't surprised that Black women are becoming the breadwinners win- in the home, but I was surprised that it's 84%. I'm, I'm definitely surprised at that. And I mean, there are some systematic things that come into play. Yeah. Like as far as the system goes, it's more beneficial to a black woman to not have a man in the house than it is to have one in the house. You can't get there's certain like government assistance that you can't get if there's a black man in the house helping you. Like it, section eight is harder to get, uh, WIC is harder to get, link cards are harder to get. So there are some systematic things in play that kind of 
I guess reward black women is something I've heard people say for not having a black man in the home. But it's I feel like if we were if we built stronger homes, then we wouldn't need those systematic things anyway. That's crazy to me because I'm I'm shockingly surprised at the 84%. And like I hear all the time that the black female is the most unprotected species on earth. Facts. Which to me is also surprisingly shocked to me because there's nothing I wouldn't do for my wife and my daughters who are all black women. And even though I can't stand my daughter's mother, if she was in harm's way, I would probably help her out. I just don't understand why black men can't protect our black women and why this world feels like well i already know why because a black strong family is a threat to american society especially a black family led by a black man but why can't i don't understand why black men can can't just not feed in like and this is the thing that that bothers me the most Black men often feed into the stereotypes. We often feed into the stereotypes and it just, it, I hate it. Like, why must we do the things we do? Why can't we be in our kids' life? Why can't we, you know, hold down jobs? And and I say that from experience because I've worked a, a lot of different jobs. But like, I, don't, I just don't understand why we can't just like not feed into the stereotypes. I, I just don't get it. Like I know a lot of my friends is black and a lot of my friends free uh feed into the stereotype and it just bothers me. Like it, it, it baffles my mind. And oftentimes I fed into the stereotypes. I, I'm not even gonna act like I'm perfect because I'm not. I've often fed into the stereotypes, but I feel like lately I've gotten myself together and I wish a lot more black men would get themselves together and be there for their queens and be there for their young princes and princesses. And like, I don't know. I just lately I've just been feeling just just like ultimately pro black. And I just want to see us win, man. But everybody's not built like that. And I just wish we would not feed into the stereotypes. And like, I, that's my main thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I think it's a generational thing. Like, each generation has its, its, its own way of responding to our history. And um, I feel like now we, like, we knew that racism existed. Yeah, we definitely knew that. Like, we we knew that it existed we knew that it was still there mm-hmm. but 
this past year and of course the administration that is currently in charge of our country mm-hmm. has it not only screaming in our face flashing red lights like it's woke a lot of you motherfuckers up yeah a lot of y'all ain't think that shit exists woke a lot of you motherfuckers up and there and like there are like people that I, I want to say that are in different income brackets are different tax brackets that had gotten comfortable and to yep. the point that they 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 knew that it existed but didn't think that it could touch them but now they see or not even so much they see that it can touch them a lot of people are having more empathy towards the, those that like Michael Strahan was on Dr. Oz last week and Dr. Oz was asking him about, you know, um, times he's gotten pulled over. And he was talking about how, you know, he got pulled over for, you know, DWB. He was driving while black. He was right. in a nice car. He was in a nice neighborhood. He got pulled over. And then all of a sudden, the police officer is a fan. And he loves him and this and that and all this other stuff. And, Michael and it's Strahan, like, oh, sorry for inconveniencing you. Exactly. And Michael Strahan was like, so, you know, that's what lets me survive another day. Mm-hmm. But what Everybody's about... not famous. Exactly. What about Devontae that gets pulled over and they can't recognize his face because he hasn't, you know, he he just works a nine-to-five job or whatever. Or, or he works on Wall Street and he deserves to have a nice car. He deserves to be in this nice neighborhood too, but you don't know that he works on Wall Street because you don't know everybody that is in that environment who's there mm-hmm. so it, it's just it's like trump is he brought the races out yeah like the one good thing trump has did is he's shown you who is racist like before trump got into office the races was hiding there's hiding behind these badges hiding behind these gavels hiding behind these white sheets but the one thing Trump has did, the one good thing he has did in my book, he is he's have he... shown you who these racist people hide behind certain things or circumstances have came out in the light because he's openly racist, even though he doesn't see it. He's openly racist. So now the racists have come out and been open just like him. So that's the one thing we've learned from this Trump administration is that the next door neighbor you thought was you know nice and kind or or your doctor yeah you know that brings me that's a whole nother subject that's a whole nother subject let's touch it a little bit because dr eyes also when he was talking to strahan which is something that he's touched on a few times he had a whole show about it that doctors to black women are what cops is to black men exactly right so let me talk let me let me just give y'all a little short story. So my wife was having a problem with our family physician. What race was she? Indian. She said. She's Indian. Off rip, when my kids was born, she was saying some things or asking her some shit that just wasn't appropriate. Like she told me that you could not be Aaliyah's father because Aaliyah's father could not be a black man because of how light she is. 
our daughter Aaliyah is yellow. And our doctor told her that her father possibly couldn't be black. Now, for y'all that don't, that don't know me, I'm just, I'm all black. My mother's black, my father's black. My wife, her mother's black, her father's black. Her mother is light-skinned, a little on the yellow side. From what I know, my mother, she's light-skinned, but my grandmother is also on the yellow side. So, Aaliyah was just, one of our kids was destined to just be on that, that yellow side. And it just happened to be Aaliyah. And the fact that her doctor had the balls to say this shit just blew my fucking mind. And and this is what's wrong with society. Not even that. When I was pregnant with Chloe, I have um, type 2 diabetes um, that has to, of course, be closely monitored when I'm pregnant. And I had a doctor's appointment one day where it was supposed to be in and out real quick. No, like, wait time or anything. Just come in, you know, tell them that everything's good and leave out. So normally, um, especially when I'm pregnant, I have my snacks and things like that so that, like, I don't, my glucose levels don't bottom out. But because this appointment was supposed to be quick in and out, I didn't take them with me. So when I went back to the appointment, the doctor um, told me that my sugar was too low and she wanted me to go and do a, no, she just, she wanted me to do a stress test. So that took me out of me having my normal snack. So when I went, they, you know, they had some concerns about the baby and I was telling them, like, I didn't have my snack. That's all that it is. Once I get, you know, my levels back up, she'll be fine, which she was. But the doctor decided to keep me overnight and they already were sending me to a specialist. And I saw the specialist on a regular basis as instructed. He the my this doctor wanted to. Um, put me on an insulin pump, which is a permanent solution to what for me is a temporary problem because once I have the baby, I don't use insulin anymore. And so um, this doctor just kept saying that I wasn't being compliant. I wasn't doing what was recommended when that's all I was doing. I was doing exactly mm -hmm. what was recommended. She threatened to do a C-section when I was only six not even six months pregnant, five months pregnant so that our daughter would have been a preemie because she was just so animate about me going on a pump, which is a permanent situation for a diabetic, not a simple, okay, once you're not pregnant, we can take the pump out. That's not how it works. So they waited all the way up until I was uh, nine months pregnant with Chloe to tell me that they couldn't be my doctors anymore and to try to send me to a I, hospital. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. That wasn't even in our area. That that was a stressful time. I remember that. Yeah, I was extremely stressed out because like no one's going to take me on as a new patient with me being so far along. And like even now it's still on my medical file that I wasn't being compliant when I did everything that they asked me to do. And this very same doctor 
had an issue with um, my best friend during her pregnancy, was trying to tell her that she needed to deliver her baby early. And it's just like, you're not listening to us. You're not hearing us. And this is happening too often. Like this black woman almost lost her child because the doctors were not hearing her. There's so many black women like childbirth is supposed to be the most natural thing in the world. Like we've been doing this since before that there were before there were doctors for medicine. Right. Like we were having babies in fields with no issues. We were, you know, using midwives and what they consider to be doulas now. And it's supposed to be this beautiful, stress-free time. And it is in every other country. In every other country, being pregnant and having a child is not a medical issue. Hmm. It's something that's just so natural and so, like, a part of life. Whereas here, there's so many women that are dying. Women of color are dying bringing babies into this world because they're not being heard. Because they didn't turn childbirth into a business. Yeah. That's the problem. They didn't turn childbirth into a business. Unlike other countries, childbirth is nature, is natural. Um, I just, I don't understand this country. I really don't. And yeah, like you, when you're in France, No matter what color you are, if you were born there, then you're French. You're not French Asian. You're not Mexican French. You're just French because this is where you were born. This is your home country. And it's like, that's not the experience here. Right. And you know what? This, and it it, it brings me to something else. So, like, this country... It's the only country where, well, what was I doing? Oh, okay. So for for those who don't know, I uh, I work for Frito-Lay, you know, the biggest potato chip company in the world. Uh, uh, recently, we had some guys go down to COVID. So now... I can't, I've been off work for a couple of days and I can't go back until I get my COVID test. So while filling out for the appointment for the COVID test, you know, of course it asks you questions. And I recently noticed that the question, like America is the only country where, like I couldn't just put that I was American. Like there's no way I'm just American. First I had to put that I'm black or african-american and then after that the question is you know do you have to put i'm not hispanic yes first they so, want you to identify your race right and then they want you to identify your nationality but by definition my nationality is, is american. american exactly like this is where i was born this is what i am like why can't I just be full-blown just American? Why I have to be African-American? Why I have to be Black-American? Why I have to be Hispanic-American? Why can't we all in this country just be American? 
that's that's the question of the day which is why like um so here's another topic i growing up it was a huge thing and a huge moment for black people to be called african-american we did because we didn't want to be Negroes or colored or any of the negative connotations that have been handed down to us. So you had to address us as African Americans. I don't subscribe to that anymore because I I'm a Black American because I've gone to school with people that are either first generation or second generation from Africa. And I feel like that's, if if we have to carry a label, I feel like that's an appropriate label for them because their experience is different from my experience. My ancestors, my genetic pool was brought over here unwillingly they chose to come here to live a better life and to have a better education and they view me differently than they view themselves just as if i were to go from here to africa it is and uh, my classmate explained this to me like her older generation her elders feel like we're the problem because they don't understand why we didn't come back whereas my generation's elders are why did you let them take us so we're not we don't have the same life experience we get pulled over by the cops we are but as a day-to-day thing we don't have the same experiences my ancestors were brought here on slave ships and built this country out of their blood, sweat, and tears. And no one has showed us, no race in this country has showed us the respects of that history, of that lineage. Whereas my African friend chose to come here. Mm -hmm. So there's all kinds of grants and government assistance saying, Thank you for choosing America. Thank you for coming. We welcome you and we want to help make this the best experience for you. So our our experiences in this country aren't the same. So I don't feel like we should be labeled the same. Right. And, you know, that brings me to something. This whole light-skinned versus dark-skinned thing so i've had a friend i've had a friend tell me a friend who's because if you don't know i'm light-skinned i'm like caramel complexion i've had a friend who's darker than me tell me that him getting pulled over and me getting pulled over would not be the same experience and I'm telling him, like, that's bullshit because if you're not their skin color, you're black. So they see me and you as the same because I'm not white. I'm Yes, I'm lighter than you, but I'm not their white. So 
that kind of threw me for a loop because I'm like, how the fuck do you see? Like, how 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 is that a thought in your mind that I will have a better experience being pulled over by a white cop than you, just well, because I'm lighter than for you? <laughs> the dark skins, okay. That's our experience. Our experience from a female perspective, like I don't, I don't think, I don't agree with the fact that you being pulled over and him being pulled over would be different experiences. I feel like at this point in this stage in the game, that the whole paper bag test situation that used to be a thing where someone would be treated better by when pulled over by a cop doesn't exist in like cops don't like black people period they don't care what shade we are they period. don't like brown exactly. people they don't like anyone like you said that like i can't even say that doesn't look like them because there are black cops and some of like some of them are good and some of them are just as shady as the white cops but mm-hmm. i do know that amongst our culture still there we we are divided Daddy, and we're di- and we're up. divided by our skin color um i know like growing up i was the, i can't stand your kids <laughs> i was the yeah hold on hold on. <laughs> hold on hold on hold on hold on because chloe came in here talking about she got the hiccups and now Phoenix is here, here with some fake hiccups. Yo, we're going to be back after the sponsor segment because these kids just threw me out so Oh, my God. We'll be back. <laughs> and, and we're, we're back. back after that. Everyone's cured of their fake and real hiccups. Um, hey, like we said, this... Hey, our episodes are uncensored and unfiltered. We don't filter nothing out. What you hear is what you get. Yeah, see, so you're going to hear some arguing in the background. We don't know. Um, But like I said, for me growing up, I was less desirable than the light-skinned girls. Like, everybody wanted them a light skin or a red bone. So it was like... I, You know what? I I was about to say, nah, but I, I when I think back of my childhood, you're right. Yeah. Because, like, all my childhood girlfriends was light-skinned. Damn. Now that I think about, damn. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> so if I, and that's the crazy, well, okay, so my cousin in Atlanta, we're both brown, but the rest of the girls and our family are light. So for me, if I walked into a situation, a party, a picnic, a club, or whatever with my cousin, I was just automatically the ugly friend. Like, they were going directly to her, and I was just the afterthought. Like, oh, yeah, she here too. So, it's more so amongst us that this whole paper bag thing is still an issue. Like, there's so many, like, 
um, in my own family, like uh, my brother uh, decided that he wanted to date white women because he wanted to have like skinny kids. He wanted to have like, and this was coming from a guy. He wanted to have Tommy. He wanted to Uh have kids that had good hair. Cause like when we were growing up, he was light skinned. Uh, him and Sean used to rock the little Jerry curl or whatever. So apparently he was going out there passing himself off as Puerto Rican when his mother is black, his father is black. But that's like that's what he wanted. He wanted to have light skinned kids with good hair. And so it's like um like it's like like you said, like I was I was not the go-to. I was not the one that everybody wanted. And so having to deal with that in the outside world and then having my brother feel that same way inside the house, like it we have different experiences just based on our skin color. Now, I don't think that that is something that affects what's going on in these streets as far as the police, like your friend is saying, but I know amongst the culture that there still is a divide between, which is like, um, we took the girls to the Shed Aquarium and Phoenix was a little baby, so I was still nursing. And it apparently was field trip day there. And so that I was trying to avoid the, the kids, but I had no choice. I ended up sitting, sitting next to a group of kids. And like all of our children as babies look like a different nationality to me. And Phoenix looks like she could have been Indian because of her or like Caribbean because of her skin complexion but she had a head full of beautiful curly hair all of our girls do but like Phoenix's hair was just thick and full and curly and it still is thick and full and curly and the little girl like that was sitting next to me was like cause she's looking at me being dark skinned was like, yeah, her daddy gotta be white or something, cause look at her pretty hair. And like, I definitely felt some kind of way because, like, I wanted, like, I wanted to teach a whole little segment to these little girls. Like, you with your dark skin are beautiful too. Like, that's why, like, I love Beyonce's song "Brown Skin Girl" because for so long we were treated, talked to acknowledge if we were just plain ugly just because our skin color was darker than a paper bag. I love her song also because like I said, now that I think about it back then as a kid, a kid, teenager, yes, all my girlfriends was light-skinned now that I could think back on it. But adulthood, now that I look back at it, y'all have been dark skinned. 
So I definitely love that song now. Uh, I don't know why we do that. I, I don't know why we're the only race. Well, all other races is pretty much the same color, but I don't know. no, because okay, so well, except for Jamaicans, but no, because there are they're Puerto Ricans. They come in very different shades, and well, apparently that this this is a thing amongst them because everybody's coming super hard on J Lo because she said the. The English equivalent of what she said is that she called herself a black a, girl from the Bronx, right? Right. But in her culture, she is a black girl from the Bronx. Besides the fact that slave ships landed in Puerto Rico, so they're black also. Besides that, apparently in their culture, if you're the darkest one in your family, you're the black girl. But and we all know she's Puerto Rican, though, which is crazy because I don't know. Make that like I don't know that because this goes back to something else I've seen where apparently some people isn't comfortable with Puerto Ricans using the N word, nigga. Yeah, because um, and I don't like, see how because where I'm from, Puerto Ricans use the word nigga. And ain't don't nobody have a problem with it. I like I said, I think and I well, have Puerto Rican cousins. Here we go. Like you said, like that's something because I think we've had this discussion before where you were saying that like because of you being on the East Coast, that tends to be where the the Puerto Rican population migrates to like every like the Midwest we have Mexicans our situation we have a well in Chicago we have everyone like everyone's here y'all do but y'all have more Mexicans so. but like I know from traveling like when I would go when I would go to California to see my uncle like that's heavily Asian in California, but like, of course, Texas, New Mexico, that of course has like, uh, exactly. So I think it just, it goes back to where you grew up and where you come from, because I don't think like, like I said, we have everything here. So mm -hmm. I don't think that the Puerto Ricans that are here would use that term i th i think that mm. you get because okay so um i kind of see why you would say that but at the same time like so gina rodriguez who i knew and fell in love with when she was on the bold and the beautiful for a hot little second before she got her very own show jane the virgin she has come under fire because she has said the n-word because it was in the song and she was singing the song and she loved the song but they came down on her but that kind of contradicts my thought because she is from here she's from chicago and so, See, so yeah, like we said, it it gotta be a, it gotta be where you're from, because where I'm from, 
they wouldn't attack her like that. So all them people attacking J-Lo got to be from like the Midwest or California or not the Midwest or the West Coast. Because on the East Coast, we we perfectly fine with that. Like Puerto well, Ricans are I black people. I can't people. even say that it's the Midwest because like I have friends here that like they understood like where J-Lo was coming from and it was just like nothing. And like I said, Gina Rodriguez is from here. But she's come under fire like twice. I promise you, it's no one on the East Coast. I promise you that. I could promise you that. There's no one on the East Coast. The East Coast, mm -mm. Puerto Ricans are dominant. Puerto Ricans, Dominicans are dominant. Yeah, like I said, it's it's weird because I like I feel like. It's another moment where at the end of the day, if me and Gina in the car and we get pulled over, the police are treating us the same way. Gina, who's Gina? Gina Rodriguez. Puerto oh, Rican girl, sis. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Gina You're from thinking Martin. Martin. Oh my God. I can't <laughs> I can't say they treat well, y'all. Well, me and Gina from Martin get pulled over. We being treated the same way too, okay, even though yeah, she's yeah, light-skinned. Yeah. So, yeah, that, yeah, so to go back on the story a little bit, yeah, I, like, when 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 my friend said that, I was just, I was fabric-glassed. Like, I was like, this dude, like, I'm, I'm looking like, even though I couldn't see him when he said it, but I'm looking at the phone like, is this nigga serious? Like, for real? Like the only way we would get treated different is because I'm smarter than you. <laughs> like, like, like that's the only. But I was like, whatever though. Like, hey, this whole light skin first dark skin thing, it just it throws me for a loop, man. Like at the end of the day, I just feel like we all black. We all come from the same continent. And just like Jamaicans, you got some Jamaicans that's lighter than other people, but they're still Jamaican, full blood Jamaican. So that's, I, I, like I Dominicans, there's some Dominicans that are lighter than others. Exactly. Like, Look at uh, what's the girl from uh, Love and Hip Hop? What's her name? La Negra. La Negra. Is she Dominican or she Puerto Rican? She's Dominican. So the, exactly, she is dark as fuck, and she's Dominican. Gorgeous. Oh my gosh, definitely so gorgeous. gorgeous. And she's dark as fuck, but she's full-blown Dominican, though. But when you see her, you would probably think she was just full-blown black, but she's Dominican. And I, I, I just don't get it, man. I really don't. Like, when he said that, that shit just blew me up. Like, I started looking at him different. Like, is you fucking serious? Like, nigga, my pullover experience would be the same as yours. I'm not their skin color, so... I'm going to get treated the same way. So, like I said, like, as far as that's concerned, I don't feel like you will be treated any differently, but I'm pretty sure that in his life experience, he's seen someone, your complexion, get treated better within our culture than he was just because they were light-skinned. Like there, but they're... I don't think that was because they was light skinned. I think that was probably from the fact that they just happened to be light skinned, but they also know 
know how to talk to the police because I can promise you this friend I'm talking about is ignorant as fuck and just feels like everything that happens to him is race based. That's what I'm saying. Like he's probably had experiences in his life that in his mind, based on his skin color, he was treated differently. Because like I said, like I I have experienced that where just because of my skin color, I was treated differently. Like I I have so many times, like even in my adult life, I have a friend who is mixed and our personalities like we can literally say the same exact thing and use the same exact tone but when it comes from her oh my god she's being funny she has a great personality that's wonderful. But when I say it in the same tone, mad black I'm woman. the mad black woman. Mm. I mad black woman. Tom but it's like, tried to warn y'all. But I, I just said what she said. We had right. the same energy. Right. Why am I angry and she's not? Mm-hmm. Hey. And like if they really, really knew us, they know that she was the one that was angry when she said it, and I really didn't give a fuck. Hey, I I I, I don't understand why black people just got this angry, mad picture painted on them. I really don't. And it hurts me because I'm raising black women and black men like if y'all don't know all my all my kids are fully black like don't get it twisted all my kids are fully black and my sons are fully black men and my daughters are fully black women i don't really go outside my race too much and you can feel how you want but that's just that's me. And oh, well, you stuck with this black woman while you sit up and talk like you got options. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I'm just saying before you. <laughs> okay, I see why you would say that. Like, don't uh, at me. I'm not finna right, try. No, you're right. not finna try anything because so, you stuck with me. So before my wife, I really didn't like I I dibbled and dabbled outside my race, but when it came to producing, yeah, I, I've not. Nah, it's it's black women, like, and so all my kids are f- fully black, a hundred percent black. So, and some of them are dark, some of them are yellow, but they're fully black. And yeah, it just bothers me that we have this whole light skin, dark skin thing. When at the end of the day, we're all still the same race. We're all still the same ethnicity. Did I say that right? Okay, sometimes I feel like I'll be fucking my words up. But we're all the same ethnicity. And it just bothers me, man. Like, we, instead of just trying to come at each other, oh, you light skin, you dark skin, we just need to just, just come as one as a race or ethnicity and just 
see where that gets us. Like, I don't know. Well, that's it. Because, like I said before, like, there are so many other fights and so many other movements Mm -hmm. that have progressed further than us. So you have Mm -hmm. to take a step back and look at it and say, well, what are they doing differently than we are? And the the response is yeah division like we are so divided amongst our own like culture Mm -hmm. that that it seems like every time we take a step forward we're not 10 steps back because everyone it's like it seems like a majority have more of a little wayne state of mind where they're like well if it don't affect me directly, Fuck then this isn't a battle that I want to be a part of. But what I say all the time, like not just for the whole race situation, but um, just about, I love mentorship. And I would love to, like, that would be my dream to mentor just a group of girls. Because like I said, when they had this moment where they just knew my baby's father had to not be black just because of how her her hair looked. Like, I just wanted to just grab these babies and teach them something. Like, a lot of people don't want to be mentors. And my thought process is I want to correct the situation before it becomes a problem in my backyard. Like, it, instead of just sitting up here letting these little boys run out unguided, making adult decisions when they don't have the mental capacity to make adult decisions, all because, well, they ain't dating my daughter, but someday someone like him will be dating your daughter. Or... The one that you sitting up here looking at right now saying he's not dating my daughter may create the man that does end up dating your daughter. So before he becomes a problem in your household, in your backyard, in your community, snatch him up and teach him something. And you know what? That goes back to something my wife has taught me. So it's these little little boys down the street who at first I wasn't too fond of. So every time they would come down the street to our way, you know, my daughters would play shy or get all googly-eyed or I don't know, just girls being girls when boys come around. And I didn't like it. So I was like, of course, as a father... As a lot of you fathers would know or feel me on this stance, I was on some shit like, oh, fuck these little niggas. Like, oh, hell no. Get the fuck away from my daughters. So she explained it to me like, you know, instead of feeling like that towards these little boys, you know, you should be out here trying to mentor them, you know, guide them, talk to them. So ever since then, I've really been feeling like, you know, I need to, you know, Look out for these young black men. Future men is a hot mess, right? Hot, hot mess. So, with that being said, uh, 
my 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 one of my other daughters has two brothers so i've like ever since my wife said what she said i've made it my business to like kind of look after them well one more than the other because the uh, her her oldest brother has a father who's there for him and does form a black father so but the uh, the younger one the younger brother his father just doesn't just don't give a fuck about him which is sad because he's also a black man so i've constantly found myself like reaching out to him and you know talking to him and shit <laughs> i said and shit <laughs> talking to him because you know he has no one to look out for him so I want to say to all the black men out there, if you can, just grasp a hold of one of these young black princes and teach them. Teach them, learn them, guide them, mentor them. Just do something other than judging them, which... I have done by mistake, not realizing that I'm doing it. My wife had to actually show me that I was doing that. Grab these young kings by the hand, by the collar, by whatever, and just teach them, show them, learn them. Just, you know, just, just, just tell them that there's more than being a stereotype and I say that because, like I said, I didn't know I was doing this. My wife had to show me. And I didn't know I was doing this, but I was doing it too. I was stereotyping these young kids because I have daughters, not wanting them to, you know, pollute my daughter's minds. But my wife had to show me. And like I said, just just grab these young kings by the collar, sleeve, hand, arm, whatever, head and you know teach them yeah because we this like i said our ancestors built this country out of blood sweat and tears and we are not reaping the benefits we're not reaping the rewards we've got to stop allowing this country to make money off of us in our pain and there are so many privately owned prisons like prisons they want to tell us that they're there to rehabilitate individuals when that's not the case that's not what they do at all their businesses Mm -hmm. and they're making money like 84 percent is a huge number and of black women that are the head of the household, the providers in the house. And it like it's because so many of our men are incarcerated mm-hmm. and those that like when they get out, they're not they're ostracized. Like they they can't get a good job because they have this stigma of being in prison on their back. So they end up doing the same thing that landed them there in the first place, just trying to help their families survive. So we as a people have just got to stop fighting each other Mm -hmm. and stop 
letting them continue to make money off of our people. Mm-hmm. Real salt. Like it, it's crazy how like I feel like we take one step forward and ten steps back. Like 2020 has really made me feel as far as race, like we have gone back mm-hmm. to Martin Luther King and Malcolm X times. Mm-hmm. Yo. So we started off with the title of this episode being, what was it? Mind the business that pays you. But I feel like with everything we've talked about this episode, the title of this episode is All Black Everything. Because I feel like we've talked about a lot of pro-black shit. And like I said, hit us, at us. By the time you listen to this, our Facebook page should probably be up because I'm probably about to work on that right no, after this. gonna work on that and it will be up. We're going to take these probablys <laughs> and possiblys out. So, okay. Right after this, I'm going to put a, a, a Facebook page up. Add us and leave us a comment on one of the three episodes you've done so far or comment us on an episode you want to hear, like topics you want to hear about. Because at the end of the day, that's what we want to do. We want to talk about and bring to light topics you want to hear, topic shit you're going through. Because we're all going through a well, lot right now. Exactly. COVID has us going through a lot of shit right now. COVID and cell phone cameras have us going through a lot of shit right now. So at us about a topic you, you want to hear or about a topic we've already discussed and you want to just voice your opinion because we will discuss and respond to every topic we get. I mean, every message we get. If you ain't like something we said, add us so we can discuss that shit and what the world be saying, clap back so we can clap back at that shit. <laughs> so we, we're coming up, we're, we're at the end of our, uh, we've went a little longer than we usually do which you know is all for y'all so won't mind uh we got an extra hour today right extra hour extra episode so uh like i said fuck lil wayne got any last words (laughs) (laughs) that's that's all i got to say yo for real for real fuck lil wayne you got any last words oh Make sure y'all go vote too, yo. Yes. November 3rd. By the time you hear this, November 3rd will be a day away. Make sure you fucking go vote. Fuck Trump. Fuck Lil Wayne. Vote. Our voices matter. Thank you. We out. Uncensored with the Saunders. We out.